morning, let's uh, turn to uh, Luke chapter 2. Well, let's start with chapter 12, okay? Then we'll move to chapter 2. If I remember. <laughs> My wife fussed at me last week because I told y'all where to turn in your Bible for Scripture and I, I didn't read it. We're going to start with uh, Luke chapter 12. My sermon title today is Why Jesus Came to Earth. I can't figure out in a human way of thinking why anybody would leave a perfect environment where he was the object of worship. What he said went. Everybody waited on him as it were, hand and foot. And he left an environment like that to come down here to this filthy place called Earth among all us sinners that lived on this planet to be abused and misused and eventually put to death physically and suffer the pain and the agony, not only the mental anguish and the psychological anguish, the physical pain that he suffered. Why in the world would he do that? Well, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I think it's because they loved us that much. That's, that's myself. Uh, the scripture says, I came to bring fire on earth. This is Luke 12, 49. I came to bring fire on earth, and how I wish it were already set ablaze. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how it consumes me until it is finished. Do you think that I came here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And let's flip back over to Luke chapter 2. In those days... A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be re registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and the family of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him, in snu wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them at the end. Let us pray. 
Father, this time of the year especially, we think about your sacrifice for us. God, what it must have taken. We, uh, we think in terms of mental and physical anguish. God, I, I can't imagine what it was like and the love that you had for your creation to do what you did. We praise you. We thank you. We pray that as we study your word, we're challenged to be more like Jesus, that we would become more like him, more sacrificial, more giving, more loving in every way that we might honor you and bless your holy name. God, lead us to that end, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, according to what Luke said, Jesus came to earth not to bring peace, but to bring division. Now, why? When we think about that, we think about it in terms of today. I, I do, I, anyway, and we can. Christian people have a different attitude, if y'all haven't noticed, than people of the world. People out there in the world wonder why in the world you won't go with them and do some of the sinful things that they do and take part in their sinful action. And unfortunately, folks, I'm sad to say, there are probably too many church members that do and put a, a dark name on the name of Jesus because they claim to be his and they act like sinners. Uh, that we don't, uh, we certainly don't need to do that. Uh, but uh, Jesus, Jesus came to show mankind that there's a distinction between those who love God and serve Him and those who don't. Now, that the only two categories that I can put me in in, we either know God and love Him and serve Him, or we don't. Now, all of those that don't, they're doomed to a devil's torment in hell. Now, it doesn't make any difference how good they are as far as behavior in the eyes of the world is concerned. It's how they have related to the Lord Jesus Christ that makes the difference. That's the only difference. Jesus came to earth to cause a division among us in that respect that we could see the difference between the world and between the holiness of heaven and him. Jesus came to earth to save lost mankind, called them to repentance. If you look over at Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the scripture says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Why did Jesus come? Why did he leave heaven, the glory of heaven? Luke 19, verse 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can tell people today without Jesus that they're lost, and some of them will argue with you. They're not lost. They know where they are. They know where the house is. They know where work is. They know where this, that, and the other is. They're not lost. 
but they don't think of it in spiritual terms the way we do as church members about the losses of mankind. And uh, Jesus calls every human being to repentance. Every human being. Doesn't make any difference who he is, how good he is, how bad he is, or anything else. Jesus calls everybody to repentance. Now, I, I've known people who didn't think they had any need for repentance. Y'all ever met anybody like that? Thought they were too good for, for anything. I mean, just that they had never done anything wrong. Well, now, you know, some of us that were raised in a house like me with parents like I had, I, I could have very easily have said I, I never did anything wrong because I was scared to death of my mom and daddy. Well, that wouldn't have been true. Because I slip around, I, I don't know about everybody else in the world, I slip around every once in a while and do something I wasn't supposed to do. They didn't know about it, thank goodness. <laughs> the time I remember almost getting in hot water so, so bad, it just almost would scald, well it would, would have scalded me if daddy found out where it was. I was uh, supposed to be on a date in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Well, I knew this little old girl over here in, <laughs> in Arkansas. And we, we were in the same church association with the Arkansas churches and, and Clarksdale churches. It was not Southern Baptist, but uh, we were in the BMAA, Baptist Missionary Association. And uh, our, part of our churches were over here and part of them on the other side of the river. Uh, I met her through the associational meetings, you know, and boy, I'm telling you, sweet thing, you know. <laughs> so I came across the river on a date. Guess what? I bent the car. Now, <laughs> Daddy's pride and joy was that 1958 stretch out version of an Impala Chevrolet, pretty thing. He was proud of it. I was too. Boy, you're talking about hard to swallow to go home and, and tell Daddy that you did his car. Well, I didn't dare tell him I did it in Arkansas. So I knew if I told him I'd been in Arkansas and done it in Arkansas, I probably would not have lived to the next day. You understand what I'm, I'm the way I was thinking. And uh, <laughs> it was years later. I <laughs> I mean, years later, he wanted to go see where it happened. I took him to a mysterious place where it was supposed to have happened. It was years later. Trish and I were married. I don't know whether we had Brian yet or not, but it was years later before I ever fessed up to the fact that that car got dented in Arkansas. Now, that's just the way we are as human beings. We, we think as good as we are that we don't ever do anything wrong. And that's not true. Every day we fall short of the glory of God because we mess up some kind of way or another. A thought, not necessarily a deed, but a thought goes through your mind. <laughs> somebody make you mad enough to want to choke them to death? Have you ever been mad enough to do that to somebody? Just grab them by the neck and just... Never mind, y'all may not get that mad, I don't know. 
Jesus said uh, that he had come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to save mankind. Thank goodness. Jesus, uh, Jesus came to earth not only for that reason, but to testify to the truth. You see, uh, a lot of times it doesn't do any good to point out how evil somebody is and how wicked they are and how sinful they are if you don't tell them what to do about it. Have you noticed there's a lot of people out there in the world that like to point out your faults and tell you how bad you are, but they don't tell you what to do about it. The government's pretty good about telling you how bad you are, and they, they can tell you what they want you to do about it, but it doesn't have anything to do with the Spirit. Yeah, a lot of churches you go to, they can talk about how bad you are, but you can be good enough on your own to remedy that situation. Folks, that's not the truth either. There's no person on the face of this earth that could do good enough to make themselves presentable to, to the Lord. Amen. Not a person. The only way that we can become presentable to God and appear to God in a sinless, cleaned up version is covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And that's, that's, what, uh, that's what this uh, scripture tell, talks about. Jesus uh, came to earth to, to tell people that, to testify the truth. John, in chapter 18, verse 37, the scripture says, You are a king then, Pilate asked. You say that in a king, Jesus replied, I was born for this. You say that I'm a king, Jesus replied, I was born for this. And I have come into the world for this, to testify the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Now, folks, I don't want to meddle, but there's a whole lot of churches that have a whole lot of people in it that claim to be Christians that don't listen to the voice of Jesus. I don't know whether y'all have noticed that or not, but there's a lot of them out there. I've seen them, and uh, unfortunately, have been, <laughs> I've been a member of that club myself at different times in my life. And there's not but one way to, to fix that, and that's to repent of it and tell God you're sorry and ask him to forgive you. Uh, this, uh, the scripture is very clear about what, who we are and what we do and how we remedy it. Jesus came to earth to destroy the devil's work. Amen. He came to destroy not only the devil's work, but to free people that were held by the fear of death. How many people do you know that are just absolutely horrified at the thought of dying? Well, now I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to be first in line today, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I don't, I don't look forward to, to what might come, what physically I might have to endure when that time comes in my life. I don't know whether I'll be sick or I'll be mangled up in a car wreck. I don't know what will happen. I don't know if somebody will kill me uh, or anything. I don't know how death is going to occur. Uh, that part concerns me a little bit, but what happens to me after I die does not concern me. Amen. I've given my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've asked him to wash me and cleanse me of all my sin. Do you know what? He did that. 
at the time that I asked him to do that, when I was 16, he did all of it. All my past sin, all of my present sin at that period in time, and all of my future sin. He took away all of the sin of Terry Brown. He's never going to, I'm never going to stand before the Lord with guilt on me. You know why? My Jesus bore that guilt himself. He took it all upon himself for all humankind that would come to him and trust him. Folks, I want to tell you something. We got a Savior. Now, we, got, we have something to be proud of. We don't have anything to be ashamed of. You know, we as Christians sometimes walk around in the world like we're ashamed to be a Christian. We, we're just kind of shy and bashful about it. Somebody asks you if you're a Christian, you ought, to, you ought to throw your chest out and hold your head up high and say, Yes, sir, I am. Proud of it. Well, they might make fun of you and they might laugh at you. But I want to tell you something. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because of testimony for Jesus. And that's what we ought to do with our lives all the time, every day. Jesus did come to destroy the devil's work and free people from that fear of death. John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God has revealed for this purpose, was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the devil's work. The devil has no hold on those who are Jesus's. Jesus came to earth to taste death for everyone. He took the agony of spiritual death on himself for all of us. Not just the agony of physical death, even though the, the physical death that he suffered had to be excruciating. I can't imagine all of the things that Jesus went through and the beating that he took. Uh, the nails in his hands and feet and uh, all of the, the abuse physically that he took, he, that, just, that, wasn't, that wasn't the part that, that hurt so bad. What hurt Jesus so bad was the perfect, clean, sinless Son of God took your sin and my sin upon himself the sin of all man for all time, once and for all, upon himself. Amen. Now, I can't imagine to somebody who was perfect allowing that to happen to themselves. Now, <laughs> I, I always use an illustration like this. I, I can pick on my mother. Uh, she's not with us anymore. God love her. <laughs> But I want to tell you something. She was a clean freak. My mother was a clean freak. Her house was sterile. You could eat off of the floor anytime you wanted to in her house. I mean, it was that clean. She sterilized everything, including me. We, everything was clean around my mother. Just, I mean, that's just the way that it was. <laughs> We didn't have any idea what filth was, and I, I can't, a dirt or anything else, but I can, I can tell you how she reacted to it. Now, 
I can tell you how she reacted to dirt and filth and the, the shame and disgrace of having somebody who was dirty and filthy in the house, like my father. My father was a mechanic. <laughs> you ever seen what a mechanic looks like at the end of the day? He had grease from his head to his foot most days. Just, I mean, on his arms, on his head, on his legs, on his shoes. He wouldn't dare walk in the house with his shoes on without kicking them off at the door. I mean, that, that's just, he was in the dirt and the filth all day long. Folks, that's us. We live on this earth in the dirt and the filth all day long. One of these days we're going to go home. When we get to the door, we're going to kick old nasty shoes off. We're going to shed our old dirty robe of flesh, and we're going to be clothed in something called righteousness, enabling us to stand in the presence of God. Well, if that won't make you happy, nothing will. Nothing that we can do can keep us from being clean at the day we walk in the presence of God if we know Jesus as our Savior. Jesus came to die for us that we might be able to do that. That we might be able to have life and have it in abundance. John 10.10 10 says, A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. We got some folks in this world that are rich physically in this life that have a lot of stuff a lot of money, and a lot of things. They're very influential. A lot of people pay attention to them and hold very dear what they have to say. Nothing to compare to Jesus. We're going to have in Him an abundant life. There's no reason for us to be jealous of folks that have a lot of stuff on this earth. You know, people worry themselves to death about getting ahead of everybody else. If we know Jesus, we're already ahead of everybody else that does it. When we get to heaven, we're going to find out what it's all about. Jesus came to earth to preach in various places. He didn't care where he was. He came to proclaim the word of God. Mark 1, 38 says, And he said to them, Let's go on to the neighboring villages so that I may preach there too. This is why I've come. He wanted to serve the Lord and preach the Lord and be a witness for him everywhere he went. That was just why he was here. He saved us to be just like that. We ought to be a witness wherever we are and wherever we go. Jesus came to earth to fulfill the law and the prophets. Matthew 5, 17 says, Don't, don't think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish but to fulfill now, I know a lot of people, a lot of Christian denominations that believe we don't have to be obedient to the law anymore because we live under grace. Boy, what a tale. Jesus came to earth to be obedient to the law. He came to earth to show us that that's possible, but only in him. If a person really knows the Lord Jesus Christ in their heart, they don't want to sin anymore. Sin goes out the door, and we're ashamed of ourselves when we do. We should be. 
That's, that's what Jesus came to earth for. Uh, to, uh, in Matthew 20, 28, to serve and give his life as a ransom. He paid the price. We were kidnapped, if you will put it that way. We were kidnapped and in the possession of Satan. We were under his dominion. Now, little children, I, I believe they're safe. But there comes a point where we as Baptists call it the age of accountability. When they realize when they did something, that they were wrong. Now, I don't know what age that is. But I can tell you, I've seen a lot of little children in my lifetime. And when they do something wrong, they don't want mama to know. Now, if they know they've done wrong, what does that say about their spiritual existence? There comes a point in all the human life that we become aware that we've done something wrong. Jesus came to earth as a light and not to judge the world. In John 12, he said, I have come as light unto the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and doesn't keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus came to save. God laid down the law. Jesus came to fulfill it. Jesus shed his blood on the cross for us. I don't know. Physically, I'm sure he was like everybody else and had so many pints of blood that he could shed. I just have no idea what the puddle of blood at the bottom of that cross looked like. First Peter 1, it says, For you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life inherited from your ancestors not with perishable things like silver or gold but with the precious blood of Christ like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb folks you and I need to realize the price that has been paid by the Lord Jesus Christ to secure our eternity in heaven. We need to be so thankful that we would consider it blasphemous to miss serving him and worshiping him. We can look around us, especially at this time of the year, we can look around us and see so many empty churches People just, they don't come. They got other things to do. Things are more important than to come give honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ that this season is all about. Jesus came to live and to die to make reconciliation for us. Jesus came to us, lived among us, as one of us, and he died for us. More importantly, he rose from the dead 
and he returned to heaven where he is interceding for us today. He made atonement for us and now he intercedes for us to the heavenly father. We need, everyone needs, our family, our friends, everyone needs to accept the Lord as their savior because he has made it possible for that to happen through his life and death here on this earth. Just this time of the year, this Christmas season, that we should really think about and celebrate that baby that came, Jesus, God himself, took on the form of a baby to grow up among men a sinless and perfect life, to offer the perfect sacrifice that we might be saved and have a home eternal. Folks, that's what we celebrate at this time of the year. That's who Jesus is, and that's what he did, and he did it all for us because he loved us. He gave up the glory of heaven. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in heaven, <laughs> to be in the presence of all the saints and all the angels, to be in the presence of God himself and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, all one, and see what that really looks like. I can't imagine one of these days we're going to experience that because of Jesus' sacrifice. We owe him everything. We need to remember that at this time of the year. I stand, we'll be dismissed, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you, God, for your devotion to us. Had it not been for that dedication and your willingness to die that we might be forgiven of our sin, I don't know what we would have done other than die in our sins and be punished in a devil's hell. God, we don't have to worry about that. Jesus came to make a way for all of us who believed in him and trusted in him as our Savior to go to heaven to be with you. God, what a day, as we sing, glorious day that will be when at last, my Jesus, I finally see. God, help us to walk worthy of him every day of our lives. And we'll give you the honor and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you're dismissed.